Hello, this is Courtney Given with Mindset for Medical Moms, Episode 5, How to Actually Achieve Your Goals, Part 2. Welcome to Mindset for Medical Moms. I'm your host, Courtney Given, fellow medical mom and life coach. I'm here to help you handle everything from doctor's appointments to surgery so you can feel confidence and peace as you navigate the ups and downs of medical motherhood. This podcast will share strategies and real life tools to strengthen your mindset and increase your emotional resilience. I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Hello, beautiful moms. This is How to Actually Achieve Your Goals, Part 2. I am back with the second half of being able to actually achieve your goals. And I really wanted to talk about this because there are so many ideas I have for this podcast. So many specific to medical mom ideas. But with the beginning of the year, goals come up and our goals matter because we're not just medical moms, right? Our whole lives don't revolve around our kids. Even when they have a lot of care needs, it's so important to recognize our own goals, our own selves. And I know from personal experience after having my first daughter that it was hard to figure out who I was after birth. I felt like I was kind of lost in the sea of postpartum and to figure out what I even cared about and to be able to have something to look forward to and be able to accomplish something was really important to me and was really helpful for me to like gain more of my own identity that also included motherhood. I didn't have to see myself only as a mom too and kind of strip away the parts that make me human. And so I really wanted to do this series I didn't intend for it to be two parts, but it is because I want to encourage you to think outside of your kids, even if it's just something small, like making a new recipe every week or meeting up with someone on Zoom or someone safe in your bubble. You know what I mean? So I really want these episodes to be out there so I can refer to them so that I can help you guys achieve those goals. It may not be exactly right now feeling like it has to do with medical motherhood, but we are so much more than medical moms. And so, yes, this is going to be part two. If you haven't listened to part one, I highly encourage you to start there because the why is the foundation of a goal. And that is what I talk about in part one. I go over some of the myths about goals and then how to find the why behind the goal that you want to accomplish. And it is really important that you make sure that you're not starting off with a wrong why. But today we're going to chat about the second part of how to actually achieve your goals. And once you've learned the myths and you get really clear on your why, you got to get really specific about your goal. So it's not enough to just say, yeah, this year I want to lose weight. Because just saying that isn't going to accomplish much. You might pick an apple out or you might, you know, exercise one day, but it doesn't give you a vision and it doesn't give you a focus. And so you want to get really clear. How much weight do you want to lose? And when do you want to lose it by? 
right? How many pounds? If you want to make more money, set a quarterly goal, set a yearly goal, then set a monthly goal. What part of your house are you organizing in January, in February? What um, drunk drawer are you going to empty this week, right? We can break these down into very small and attainable pieces. If you want to eat out less and make dinner more, what does that look like for you? For some people, that may look like four days a week eating in and three days eating out. Or maybe for you, it's like two weeks eating in and once a month eating out, right? So it can vary from individual to individual. So it's important not to make these kind of vague statements of like less fast food, more vegetables. That's great. But what does that mean to you specifically? Personalize it to your lifestyle and then write it down so that you can have it clear about what you want to do. Then when you are less vague and more specific, I want you to calendar it. I want you to put it in a journal, on your calendar, on your phone, somewhere where you pay attention to. I have my things on my calendar, right? And a lot of things are in my head. (laughs) I keep a lot of stored in my head, but I put it on my phone calendar because that's something I look at often and I schedule my clients. I schedule appointments there. I sometimes even schedule my sleep if I'm really um, on top of it because I want to keep looking at my goals. I want to keep looking at the things that I have as reminders. And for example, when you're grocery shopping, it's... So when you calendar it, for example, if you want to eat out less, that's great. When are you going to meal plan? And when are you going to meal prep, if that's part of it? When are you going to go grocery shopping, right? You can break even those parts down so that you can say, okay, this Sunday I am going to do all my meal planning. I'm going to look at my cookbooks, look at Pinterest and plan my meals. And then I'm going to go grocery shopping on this day. And then I'm going to go meal prep some snacks on this day. So I'm going to set myself up for success by having that all written down. Okay, so this is actually not what the episode is about. I know you've probably heard these goal things. These are not like um, absurd things. These are not unique. It, this is not unique advice that I'm giving you right now. These are just the, the goal basics. This is what you need to do in order to make goals happen. But why don't they happen then? Because if you knew this stuff already... Why haven't your goals happened, right? These are not uncommon goal things to make goals stick because these are actions that I'm sure you've heard before. This is where the mindset comes in. This is where I come in as your coach because you might have done this before, right? You might have actually gone through this process of saying, okay, I'm going to make my goal. I'm going to make it specific. I'm going to write it all out, have a plan, put it on my calendar, you know, set a time and do all the things and get, get an accountability buddy. Because that's sometimes what people think a coach is, is just accountability. But it's so much more than that. Because what happens when you've scheduled something on your calendar for a 7am workout and you don't want to get up because you are now second guessing your plan 
or when you're like, okay, I'm eating in tonight. And then you burn dinner and you are so frustrated. Then what? Why is it that we can know how to diet? We can know how to lose weight. We can know how to make money. And yet we don't actually get there. There is a disconnect between the actions and doing it, like the knowledge of it versus doing it. And it really isn't about the actions, because if it were about the actions, we would already know how to accomplish all of our goals, right? The how isn't the issue. We can go on Pinterest, we can go on Google, we know how to do so many things. I guarantee the how is not the problem. Doing the actions isn't really the hard part. Do you know what it is? Feeling shitty. That is the hard part. Feeling frustrated when you haven't lost any weight. Feeling unmotivated when you have scheduled a workout. Getting halfway through organizing your kid's bedroom and feeling really overwhelmed with how much stuff they have in in their bedroom. Like, why do kids have so much stuff? (laughs) My kids have so many clothes. That is on our agenda this month. These are the things we have to get through, right? It's not the actions. It's not just writing down, okay, Saturday is organize the bathroom day. It's, oh my gosh, I don't feel motivated to do that now. (laughs) It's Saturday and I don't want to do that. I want to watch Bridgerton on Netflix. This is what is hard. It's feeling those feelings. So how do we go from scheduling to doing? How do we go from feeling unmotivated to still getting up and doing it? And it's not just about discipline. Because there's a lot of motivational videos that will start yelling at you in a very like deep voice that is like, you just have to do it. You just have to discipline yourself and be disciplined and if you discipline yourself you will discipline yourself so hard that you'll just be disciplined that you'll do it just do it like (laughs) that was a terrible mimic of those people but you all know what I'm talking about it's not just about being disciplined right it's it's so much more than that and I honestly kind of am bothered when people say that because we're emotional beings. I'm an emotional person. I don't want to just think of myself as some robot, some like um, robotic mom that I'm like, beep pop, discipline. I'm going from one room to the next. <laughs> okay, I'm not actually going to go like that around my house. But you know, like, we are emotional beings. We're supposed to have emotions. And my approach is centered around that. Because I don't think it's about being more disciplined. I think it's about being willing to feel terrible. That is really what it takes to actually accomplish your goals. Now, I'm going to expand on that because I think it will be helpful. But if I could summarize everything that I say, have a really powerful why and be willing to feel terrible through the entire time. I don't think it will always be terrible, but it will be terrible at some points. You will feel terrible 
when you really, really, really don't want to eat broccoli. Now, look, I'm not saying that you have to force feed yourself broccoli or force yourself to work out. I'm just saying that if you really, really want something, right, for the right reasons, not because you hate yourself or you think you're ugly or you think you're going to be better off looking skinnier, and I use the weight one because that's one of the most common goals, not because I'm trying to push diet on you. When you go from there to start doing a goal, that is the wrong why. You're doing those things for the wrong reasons. But if you have an impactful why, a really good why, and if you really want to lose some weight, or if you want to just eat out less, or if you want to organize your house, or make more money, or feel more confident, go outside your comfort zone more often. Wear clothes that you really, really want to, but you're afraid to, right? This can be anything. When you really, really want that thing, that's long-term you thinking, right? That's you in six months from now, where you're like, yeah, I want to build the habit of a skincare routine, or I want to start dressing better. Like I want to dress more stylish. I want to dress more colorful in a way that kind of scares me a little bit. I'm not, I'm not used to doing that. And if you really want that, you're going to have to grow into that person. But you now, that's really uncomfortable for you now. Future you can say, yeah, do it, do it, do it. But you right now is like, wait, that, that requires me to be very uncomfortable. Yeah, that's the truth. And if you can be uncomfortable, you can accomplish literally anything. And so this entails two things, what you're thinking and how you're feeling. And I'm going to talk about feelings first. Feelings fuel your actions. If we know what the actions are for whatever we want to do, right? Make money, plant a garden, organize our kitchen. All of those things, we know the actions. Go on Pinterest, full of actions. Go on Google, full of actions. Go on YouTube, you'll have some guy telling you to just be disciplined and do the actions. So why do we struggle with them? It's because those feelings come up. And it's usually a feeling we don't like. And we don't know how to deal with it. So we deal with it how we've dealt with it in the past. Sometimes it's eating our feelings. Sometimes it's like avoiding them altogether through social media and Netflix. Sometimes it's shopping. Sometimes it's just ignoring and like pushing it down. And this is obviously unhelpful because then it usually means we avoid doing the things that we need to do in order to hit our goals. Those very actions that we want to do Like deep down, like our highest self knows we really do want to do that. But in the moment, our brain is like, yeah, I don't want to do that right now. (laughs) Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. That's what my brain always says. How about we just do that tomorrow? Like tomorrow seems like the best idea to clean out the fridge. Tomorrow feels like the best idea to go through all of our kids' clothes. And then tomorrow comes and I'm like, "Mm, yeah, one more day sounds really great. But because we tend to base our actions on how we feel in the moment, we tend to base how we're going to feel in 
we just kind of like observe ourselves like, hmm, how do we feel about this thing? How do we feel right now? Do we want to go and organize our clothes? No, most likely we do not want to go and organize our clothes. Or no, we most likely don't want to go and mess up our kitchen by meal prepping. We want to do something funner, right? We want to do something different. And then some days we might feel a little motivated, right? We might feel some kind of excitement or motivation and we do them sometimes. But this really terrible inconsistency, like this flip-floppedness, I don't think that's a word, I just made it up. Flip-flottedness <laughs> is gets us very inconsistent results. And it mostly gets us non-existent <laughs> results, truly. It doesn't give us the result we want, which is usually consistency. And in order to get a consistent result, we have to be consistent with our actions. And our actions are fueled by our feelings. So I want you to answer this question. What feeling do you need to feel in order to do the things you need to do to accomplish your goal? Because this is the secret to actually getting your goals accomplished. You don't wait on your feelings. Instead, you figure out what emotions are going to get you there. What feeling do you want to feel when you wake up at 6.30 a.m. to work out? Of all the emotions out there, and don't say excitement, (laughs) right? Because I know some people are going to be like, oh yeah, I want to be excited to work out at 6.30 in the morning. I don't know if that's realistic. Maybe the first time, sure. But what's something else that you want to feel? Motivated? Committed? Certain? Confident? Things that will really ground you in your goal, not that are like fleeting. Like you're not always going to be excited to at 6.30 in the morning, right? To wake up. I am not a morning person. And I've been working out at 6 a.m. a few times a week now. And I can't say I'm excited, but I am committed. And I love that feeling. You can ask yourself this question about anything. What emotions do I need to feel to cook at home? What emotions do I want to feel when I look at my calendar and I have something scheduled? Right? What do I want to feel when I see that I have the kids' bedroom to organize? This is going to get your brain working for you instead of against you. And no matter what, you'll face some of that negative emotion. You will have some self-doubt and you might fail like burning dinner or killing a plant in your garden. Maybe you're not going to make the money the first few weeks of your business that you start posting about. There will be disappointment and confusion, which is why you need to feel those emotions. All emotions are welcome. Start repeating that to yourself. All emotions are welcome as I meet my goal. As I go forward, as I am doing the things I know that I need to do to get the result that I want, all emotions are welcome to come with me. The anger... (laughs) The sadness, the excitement, the confidence, the motivation, all of it's going to come and go. 
right? This is all a part of a healthy, functioning human brain. So I want to share the four steps that you can take to feel your feelings. How do you process those difficult emotions? Well, I'm going to tell you. Number one, you name it. Okay, what are you feeling right now? When you start feeling your temperature rise, your heart's quickening, what are you feeling? What emotion is that? Is it frustration? Is it anxiety? Is it um, nervousness? Is it fear? Is it sadness? Is it disappointment? Is it regret? There are so many emotions out there, hundreds of them. Which one do you have? Which three are you feeling? Which one are you feeling? Right? Get as ex- get as specific as possible. Number two, where does it show up in your body? Okay, when you feel an emotion, there's a cognitive component and a physical component. And that physical component is how your body reacts to that emotion. So for me, when I am feeling very frustrated, I feel it in my body, right? When you feel anger, you feel it in your body. When I feel excitement, I feel it in my body. So whatever emotion that you're feeling, I focus on negative emotions in this, in this process just because those can be very difficult to feel. Is it in your stomach? Is it in your throat? Do you feel a throat tightening? Do you feel your fingers tingling? Maybe you get a headache. Maybe you are feeling weak and faint. Maybe you have butterflies in your stomach, right? There are so many different variations. Figure out how you know the difference between excitement and frustration, right? Okay, number three, connect to your thoughts. What are you thinking right now when you're feeling this feeling? You've got to be aware of your thinking. What's going on in your mind? Observe. Don't try to correct it or judge it. Just be the observer of your mind. What are you thinking? The last step, number four, is the most important one, which is to embrace it. You embrace feeling really terrible. Feelings come and go. Okay, they will not last forever, I promise. But they can be prolonged by ignoring them. They can be worsened as you resist them. So let's stop resisting our feelings and process them instead. When you start to feel frustrated that dinner is taking too long, recognize that you're feeling frustration. Recognize how it feels in your body. When I get frustrated, it feels like my body is a brick wall. Like I just get so heavy. I'm like filled with cement and I want to like, just like, like I can't move. I just feel so intense. That was a terrible sound. I'm sorry. It becomes so heavy, my body, and it comes like resistant to everything. And I'm very sensitive to touch when I'm frustrated. If my kid starts hanging on me while I'm in the kitchen and I'm like, dinner's not working and I'm really frustrated with everything. I get very sensitive and I get touched out very quickly. And when you're feeling frustrated, notice how your body responds to this emotion. And then observe your thinking, right? This is the cognitive component of the emotion. 
What's in your brain right now? What are you feeling? And what are you thinking? When I'm feeling frustrated, my brain is usually complaining. This is taking way too long. I should have made something else for dinner. Why didn't you make something else for dinner? You should have just went and got and got McDonald's. Why are your kid why are our kids so whiny? This is just so ridiculous. This is too much. On and on and on. My brain is so good at complaining. Don't judge yourself when you're listening to your brain. Just listen like you're eavesdropping, like you're eavesdropping <laughs> on someone's conversation. Just quietly listen. Pay attention to those thoughts. Then you embrace it. You just feel the terribleness of the feeling you're feeling. I don't love feeling frustrated. In fact, I resist it. And then it builds. And then I explode and everyone's unhappy. And instead of all of that, it's the best thing to do is to just embrace and let it sit with you. Become friends with it. The way I do this is by taking a big, deep breath in and out, and then I say, okay, this is what it feels like to feel frustration. I am experiencing frustration right now. And I know this sounds like a little robotic, but it just helps me make that connection to my brain, make that connection to my body so that I can recognize this is what it is. And what happens is it dissipates it goes away as you're describing it to yourself, as you're processing this feeling, it will go away. I do this with positive emotions too. I like to recognize and connect them with my mind when I'm feeling grateful or happy. I like to point it out to my brain like this is what happiness feels like. This is what joy feels like. This is what gratitude and pleasure feels like. I like to point this out so that I can make those connections and make those observations in my body and in my brain. And I know it may sound like a little robotic. Step one, step two, step three. Remember, I already went on a tangent about that. We are not robots. But it's really just the simplest and most helpful way to process an emotion. Seriously. And emotions are like waves. They will come and go. And the better that we are at riding them, the less scary they are. The less intimidating your emotions will feel to you. And if you feel overwhelmed by your emotions a lot, this is a really, really good practice for you to have. It's good for everyone. But I know personally speaking, I felt overwhelmed a lot. No one said, hey, feel your feelings, right? And if they did, I didn't know what that meant. And it literally just means that you sit and recognize what you're feeling. But no one really taught me in a way that is just simple. So even if it's a little robotic, it really, really is helpful. And being able to feel your uncomfortable emotions while chasing your dreams will be the difference between doing it and accomplishing it and not. Because doing something you've never done before requires you to create habits you've never had, which will require you to feel uncomfortable feelings. If you've never had a habit of a skincare routine, which is like harmless, that's not like a scary thing, right? But you're going to have to feel 
emotions that you've never had. I mean, you're going to have to create a habit that you've never had before, which will require you to feel uncomfortable. Even if it's just for a few weeks as you establish a change in your routine, it's still going to be an interruption from what your brain is used to doing. And our brain does not like change. It's scary. <laughs> Even if it's just adding skincare to your, your new schedule. So let's just get really good at feeling feelings, right? And this is what happens between scheduling and doing. And when you don't do something, right? When you don't do that thing that you do, when you do hit snooze and you don't go to your spin class or get on your Peloton, when you do eat fast food, even though you said that you didn't you didn't want to, then what? Well, it doesn't mean you failed. It does not mean you've fallen off the proverbial wagon, because remember, there is no wagon. It doesn't mean that you have to give up. It doesn't mean anything. It just means, okay, whatever you're feeling right then, you've processed that, and then you keep going. This does not mean that you get to shame yourself and tell yourself that you're a quitter and that you knew you couldn't hack it and that you can't stick to anything and this is why we're not going to hit our goals. All of that is just baloney. Okay, we we don't talk to ourselves like that. What we will do is feel the disappointment. Okay, we're going to feel the sadness that comes up, the annoyance that we feel, all of those things, we can still accomplish our goals, even when we don't hit our goals perfectly. And this is where the other part comes in as well. The thinking mindset is also thinking. It's thinking, not just thinking positive, pretty thoughts, but it's being intentional about our thinking and responsible for our emotions. That's what it means to me, mindset. And so the thinking part is very similar to the feeling part. How are you thinking about your goals? And your thoughts matter about your goals. Your thoughts matter about how you're thinking about yourself within the context of your goals and your goals and why you're doing them. And they matter because they create your feelings. Your thoughts create your feelings. When you feel a certain way, it can be traced back to your thinking. Where do your thoughts come from? Everywhere and nowhere. We're sponges. Our brains are sponges and we are influenced by our childhood experiences and things we were taught both directly and indirectly through our entire lives from our cultures and our religions and our country of origin, where we've lived, where we've grown up, where we went to school, our families, books we read, movies we've seen, the news, social media, everything, right? Everything impacts us just a little bit and we absorb the things and it influences us. It influences our thinking. And so our job is to kind of pick through that influence and figure out what is helpful and what is not. 
because we're a collection of all of those things. We get to figure out what are the best, prettiest, helpful thoughts to believe in this collection. And if we're setting a goal that we've never done before, our brain might try to talk us out of it. Okay, this is very common. Thoughts like, well, this seems too hard. (laughs) Just very simple. This seems too hard. Let's not do this. What if this never happens? What if you can't stick to it this time? What if you fail? What if, what will people think about us? What if you make yourself look like a fool? This is going to be exactly like last time where we waste a bunch of money and then you give up, right? These are very unhelpful thoughts. And the thing is, they might be really sneaky because you might think, oh yeah, last time I bought that exercise equipment and I never used it and I wasted my money. But those kinds of thoughts are not helpful for you being committed to your goal. And the best part of our thoughts is that they are optional. You have other options to believe that you wasted your money, right? We don't have to think any of those things. And in fact, I encourage you to catch those sneaky thoughts and question them. Question if they're actually helping you. And if you really even want to believe that, what if you don't? What if you don't have to believe them? And if a thought comes and you're like, Ah, this is kind of a painful thing to think about myself. Let me be in your brain and you can be like, huh, Courtney said that I don't have to believe this. What if that's true? What if this thought is optional? When you are intentional about your thinking, you get to generate the emotions you want to feel as well. Which in turn, as I previously mentioned, fuels your actions. So if you want to feel motivated at 630 in the morning to work out, what kind of thoughts are you going to be thinking that are going to create motivation for you? If you want to feel prepared for whatever it is that you want to accomplish, what kind of thoughts will lead you to feeling prepared for the week of meal planning and cooking at home. If you want to feel more confident in building a business or um, launching a graphic design company or whatever it is that you have on your horizon or an Instagram account or YouTube channel, whatever it is, if you just want daily confidence in your motherhood, what kind of thinking will help you get that way? What kind of thinking will help generate confidence for you? When did you feel most confident? And what were you thinking then? Do you see that? Those thoughts are available to you right now. Whatever they were. I'm going to share some of my own favorite thoughts and emotions that I think and feel when they are related to my own goals. And these are some of the things that I've been thinking lately. Um, my latest one that I've been thinking a lot, I literally have been going back to, it's just so good, is I'm committed. I've been trying to change my perspective of who I am as a person. And this has been the most helpful thought for me because it helps me feel so certain in my plan. It reminds me of my goals and it really just centers me 
And it's the perfect combination for me to help me get the things I know I need to get done. I'm committed. When I think about my six o'clock wake up call for my um, workouts I've been doing, I say, yeah, I'm committed to that. It's not that I'm excited. It's not that I love waking up. And I'm not trying to lie to myself and say like, whoa, I'm going to be so happy to wake up at 540 in the morning. (laughs) I know I'm going to be a little grumpy. I know that I'm going to look at the time and think, why did I do this? And I'm going to look at my clock when I go to bed and I'm going to think, maybe I should cancel. And then instead I'm going to say, no, I'm committed. And it centers me right back to where I want to be. When I'm overwhelmed... I like to think, what is the bare minimum that I have to do right now? Like, really? And I want to do a whole podcast episode on this concept because I've been thinking about this a lot. But this has been really helping me prioritize. Because there are a lot of things I want to do this year. There's a lot of things I want to get done and experience and accomplish. And when I get overwhelmed, whether it's with my family, with myself... I ask myself, what is the bare minimum I have to do right now? And it just instantly, like, collapses everything into a file. (laughs) It just, like, collects everything. And into a single thing. And I'm like, okay, what do I need to get done right now? And I am, like, really easily able to focus and feel calm And when you're feeling overwhelmed, calm is just so nice to be able to tap into. And another one, the last one I'll share is that if I start to resent my goals, like sometimes you'll just be like looking at your things and be like, I set this goal. Now I have to do this thing. Now I have to go meal prep. Now I have to go boil some eggs. Now I have to go wash my face with my new serum that I bought right like no I have to do this I'll complain when I start resenting my goals and I will catch that catch yourself when you start complaining and using that word have because you don't have to do anything right we don't have to do anything we are grown adults and even grown adults you know commit crimes and there's consequences to those, but they don't have to follow the rules. There are no rules. You get to choose what you want to do. And so I switch that. I catch myself and I switch it to I want to or I get to, right? Because it's a privilege to be able to just say, yeah, I get to meal prep with my full fridge full of food. I feel so grateful for this food. I get to meal prep food ahead of time. There was a time in my childhood where that would have literally been impossible. I didn't have enough food to prep food for days at a time. We barely had enough food to last us like two days, let alone to meal prep for a whole family, right? I get to like recognize my own privilege, recognize my growth and recommit myself all at once to my own goal. Another one is that I want to. No, I want to wake up at 6 a.m. Like, I kind of don't, but I mostly do. (laughs) And I kind of, because it's not that I want to wake up at 6 a.m., but I want to be stronger. That's the ultimate goal. I want to feel physically stronger. I want to be able to do 10 push-ups 
and I want to, you guys to make sure that you guys are keeping me accountable um, and check in with me as I make progress with my push-ups because I plan to share videos when I can eventually do one. I literally cannot do one full push-up right now. So I'm starting out with wall push-ups and knee push-ups. I did like five knee push-ups barely. It was not, <laughs> it was not a good sight, but I'm saying that because I want to do 10 push-ups because it sounds like just an impossible feat for me. And so when I think about that, I'm like, yeah, I don't have to do this. No one is forcing me. I signed up to do this for myself. And I want to wake up and do these things. And this is why, right? We go back to that why from episode one. And anyway, I just, these are my things that I've been going to lately. Try them on. See if they help you. See if just saying, yeah, I'm committed will help you recenter. We, what we think is optional. We really do have choices in what we think. No one is forcing us to think a certain way. Um, A client I have was, I was explaining this concept and they said, yeah, this feels like cheating a little bit. And it kind of does, right? It feels like if I can just think whatever I want, then I can just think that I'm incredible and that I can think that I'm awesome and all those things. And I say, yeah, you can. You can think you're incredible and awesome and all those awesome things because nobody is there to stop you. Nobody is policing your thoughts except you. And when we realize that we are the only things in our way, we literally can give ourselves permission to believe that we are incredible and awesome. And it can be sometimes challenging to give ourselves that permission. So that's what I do as a coach, help people recognize the thoughts that get in the way from being able to do that. But our thinking is truly optional. Our feelings, however, are not. Our feelings have to be felt. So you've got to process those feelings. And when you're intentional about your thinking, this directly impacts how you feel. How do you want to feel? How do you want to think? These are questions that you should be asking yourself in order to actually accomplish your goal. Okay, so I'm going to go over as a summary. This is your roadmap to actually achieving your goals from both episodes. Make sure you're not believing the myths, meaning you don't need motivation to wake up and work out. You don't need motivation to make your food. And if you do, we know how to generate that. (laughs) You don't have to start over. There's no starting over. There's no falling off the wagon. You just keep going. And you're not going to feel good all the time. You're not going to feel good. And that's okay. That is not a sign that something has gone wrong. The why of your goal matters. You need to know that no matter what happens, whether you accomplish your goal or not, whether you never accomplish another thing in your life, your worth never changes. You do not want to try to accomplish a goal because you think you're going to be better. You're going to increase your human value points. There's no such thing. Okay, we want to accomplish our goals because they're fun. I want you to accomplish your goals so that you can see what's possible for you. 
so that you can grow beyond your wildest imagination possible. Not because you th- it will increase your goodness or make you better than someone, but because I want to see what you can do. And I want you to see what you can do. That's why goals are fun. To see how much we can grow. What's on the other side of that goal? Who do we become in the process, right? What do we learn about ourselves in the next six months as we accomplish this thing? That is the priceless part of accomplishing a goal. Our worth is set in stone. So that is off the table. In order to accomplish your goals, you're going to have to be willing to feel the negative emotions that come along with it. And as you do that, be intentional with your thinking. Be intentional with what you're believing about yourself and your goals and your future self. And you put all these things together and you've got a success story. All right, guys, I will see you next week. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Medical motherhood doesn't come with a manual, but I've created the next best thing. My one-on-one coaching program offers all the support and strategies you need to handle all the things that come up for us medical moms. Click the link in the show notes to schedule your free consultation to see how coaching can help you take everything from the podcast to the next level. You'll get free coaching and I'll take great care of you. I'll see you there.